0: What's up you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the
1: postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday.
0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. Hello hotties. How are we doing this fine Tuesday or whenever you're listening to us? Are you having a good day? Hope you are. I'm actually curious, when do you guys listen? Do you listen like on
1: Tuesdays yeah. or Wednesdays, like when they drop, or are you like a weekend podcast listener? Because yeah. it definitely like – the streams increase throughout the week, so I don't think there's yeah. like a big consensus. So I'm curious. curious. I think I mostly listen to podcasts the day they come out for the Same. most part. But Same. Sometimes I'll save them and be like, oh, I'll listen to that on my walk, you know. Yeah. So depends, I guess, or if I have a long car drive or something like that. Car drive. Yeah. Car ride.
0: Car drive.
1: <laughs> you always drive in a car, I guess. It
0: didn't even click with me. You would have gotten away with it. <laughs>
1: Anyways, we are coming at you with a guest episode, and yes. the week that this is dropping is, I believe, the week of Christmas. So I think Christmas is coming yes. up. So Merry Christmas!
0: Yeah, guys- Merry Christmas! Happy holidays! If, if you
1: celebrate, hope you have you know time with family and whatnot. But yeah, um, we are welcoming some guests to today's episode. So today we welcomed Anaïs and Sarah from Soul and Flow, mm-hmm. which is a super awesome. I guess I would just say like wellness. Brand like yeah. for postgrads, and so um, essentially, Anaïs specializes in on the wellness side, and then Sarah specializes on the yoga kind of meditation side. And they joined forces to start a business right out of college, um, and they just recently started a postgrad track. So they have like a whole membership thing that we dive into. But if you are looking for some self care, some like meditation, reflection, community in your life, I think you'll definitely want to stick around because we touch
0: on all those things. So yeah, for sure. And you guys know that we love a post-grad community. So the more that we can put on your radars, the better because it's just great. We love post-grad gals supporting post-grad gals. Yes. So we
1: talked about what it's like to start a business with a friend. They're honestly like soul sisters, I feel like more than friends. Literally. Yeah. um, That was great. Also about like self-care in college and outside of college and just like transitioning. We also talked about, Sarah brought up a really interesting
0: concept of like um, routine versus, what was
1: the other word?
0: It's um, routine versus rhythm and like being very intuitive in your day-to-day as opposed to like Structuring out, I, I resonated with that a lot, so definitely listen because I was around. it was like, Whoa, I'm like, I yeah. think you're giving me the vocab I've been looking for, bestie.
1: A little mind blowing, I won't, yeah.
0: Lie.
1: <laughs> but before we do that, let's jump into our segment starting with the week in review. So, I'm sure when this comes out, I'll be. Somewhat thriving, but I feel like this (laughs) time of year in general, whether you're in school or working, I feel like is just like you're somewhere between surviving and thriving because you're so hyped for the holidays. You're so hyped for like hopefully some time off and like trying to be in the spirit and like wrapping gifts and doing all of that fun stuff. But then at the same time, if you're in school, you're taking finals, which suck. And if you're working, you're like wrapping up all of your goals for the year and you're probably doing an annual review, which also sucks. Um, (laughs) So I actually had mine this past week and I know that this was my second one in this job. So I was a little less like, I had a little less anxiety for it, but I know that that can be a really like anxiety inducing thing for my working gals out there, especially if you aren't one to like talk about goals and like compensation and that kind of thing with your manager often. So if you, you know, just recently had your annual review, sending good vibes. I know it can be stressful, but hopefully, you know, you feel like you were fairly Reviewed and compensated and all of that stuff heading into the new year. And if you just took finals, hopefully you feel confident. I don't know if people have their grades by now.
0: I like don't know how school probably works not like it hasn't no. been that long,
1: but I don't know. How school I don't works.
0: remember getting grades until after the holidays. Okay,
1: well that's probably for the best. But yeah, <laughs> hopefully you feel confident. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I just feel like this time of year is so hard because it's like you want to be hype, but you can't really be yep. hype yet. But when this comes out, hopefully you guys are all getting there because it's really close to Christmas. Um, yeah, for sure. So that was one thing I wanted to talk about. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is that I discovered, I really like hosting, like being the entertainer for events and whatnot in my home, which is interesting. Cause I wasn't always like this. I remember when we were in college, we had a really like party party appropriate house, I guess I would say like it was two floors. Like it was like very well situated to like host things And all my roommates were like super down to do that, but I always felt like I was the most reserved one. Like I was always the one that didn't really want to host people. Like I was just nervous about there being a ton of people and then we'd have to do all this cleaning. And like, that was at the point where like the cops could have been called and stuff like that. So I was Mm -hmm. just like, always not really about it. Like I was, always the least into it one. Um, but this past weekend we hosted my first first ever, like more classy post-grad party, (laughs) um, at my new apartment and we had like maybe 20 people, but not really all at the same time, like kind of all in and out. Um, But it was super fun. Like we made like a cocktail for everybody. I made like a cheese plate and like everyone that showed up was like, like really understood the assignment. Like everyone brought like food or dessert or drink. Like it was very potluck style. And I do kind of feel like my whole weekend revolved around prepping, executing, and then like cleaning up, but I don't even mind because it was like super fun. And I just feel like our place is very like, um cozy for like the winter season so like the vibes just felt like appropriate for a Christmas party and everything I did invite Kylie and- oh my god <laughs> You're wondering why she's like not saying anything but she already <laughs> had plans which is fine um yeah this was they were planned like way more in advance than my party was we decided like two weeks before to do it so I'm not mad but I'm not um, a bad friend I swear <laughs> yeah I'm like I'm not a bad friend for not inviting her yeah like, yeah she's not a bad friend for not coming but um yeah. So that was fun. That was interesting. Yeah. So I think we, we want to make that like an annual thing, the Christmas party, and then like maybe do like a Halloween something or other. Cause oh, fun.
0: I just think, yeah, it was like, I really, I really enjoyed being the host hostess. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that you enjoyed hosting. I feel like you're like, first of all, you're Sagittarius rising is like, hell yeah. <laughs> and second of all, you're very like organized and put together. Like you're the friend that like I, if I had gone, I bet I would have shown up. i like, damn. Anya really does have her <laughs> shit together. Good for her. Thanks. So You're welcome. Yeah. Um, speaking of having your shit together, I don't. <laughs> and oh. that's what my weekly <laughs> review is about. No, I'm kidding. I'm being dramatic. So, Basties, I've entered a new phase in my life because I I think, as we all know, I've gone through a lot of growth this past year. I think I learned a lot about myself. I think I matured in a couple of ways and overall became a lot more self aware and more clear on like what I want out of my life and my life path. And so for the first time I'm feeling like okay, like I'm taking care of myself, I'm figuring out what I want, I'm in therapy, that's good. So I decided to start dating and taking that more seriously. And oh, fellas. Oh, this is an interesting <laughs> what an interesting time to be alive. Um it's very early, but I was telling Anya, I did go on a date actually last night by the time we recorded this. By the time you're listening to it, it was the week prior. Do you know a second, the podcast
1: exists?
0: No, T. Okay. And if he finds <laughs> out it's careful. not on me, I'm gonna. I'm. I'll keep it as like nice and anonymous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But so I went on a second date with a guy. The first date went very well. It literally lasted for like four hours, and we had like a ton to talk about, had a ton in common, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." awesome. So I said yes to a second date. The second date rolls around and the best way I can describe it is for my TikTok girlies, I got the ick. Like that's Mm -hmm. just what happened. And if you don't know what the ick is, just as I was describing it to my friend, Lily, like it doesn't, isn't on TikTok. She was like, I don't know what the ick is. Like you need to describe this to me. And the best way I could describe it was that as the date went on, all I thought about was like, Oh my God, I have like to cringe, kiss this guy goodnight. Kind of. And like, I don't want to like touch him. <laughs> as yeah. like horrible as that sounds. Like, you and just find
1: something to be cringy about them and then yeah. it, like, it
0: sticks with you. And kind it of just thing. like, it, it makes them unattractive to you. And this guy on paper, I found to be very attractive, like, checked all of my boxes on that front. But I think I was saying to Anya, I think that we unfortunately exhausted everything that we had in common on the first date but like because we kept having things to talk about we were like oh this is cool like we get along like we have things in common we're clicking we can keep up a conversation enough to go on a second date and then we realized on the second date that everything I just realized that like everything that we had in common was discussed and we actually like weren't as compatible at least that's how I felt on my end and then we're like not discussed yet (laughs) yeah have you like followed up no, because <laughs> uh, I'm kind of like, I. well, I listened to what we said, actually, and they said it's okay to ghost, <laughs> justifying oh. it. They said it's okay to ghost if you've been on three or less dates with someone.
1: I don't know. They were like, I don't know if I agree with that. But like, like, what just am be I going to
0: just be like, hey, like, I'm really not interested in you. Like, bye.
1: <laughs> no, you don't just say it like that. But you could just be like, hey, like, really you know, glad we hung out again. I had a fun time, but like, I just don't really see this going anywhere. Like, I think that's, I think it's like an interview, you know, like regardless of like what stage you're at in the process, like it would be kind of annoying to just like never hear back.
0: (laughs) But I guess, well, so number one, I haven't heard from him either. It's not like he texted me. So I'm kind of in the boat of like, okay, if he texts me, then I have to face it. Like, I'm not just going to be a jerk and ignore. I agree with you on that. But if he also doesn't reach out to me, then I'm kind of taking it as a sign of either he agrees Mutual. like he's on the same wavelength or he realized that like I was no longer okay. into it. And he's like, okay, I'll, I'll let that. I'll let that go. But yeah. And I was saying to Anya. that <laughs> So we kissed at the end of the first date. And I'm like, and as I was saying, I got the ick. But I was like, I can't like that would be like rude. Just be like like chuck up the deuces at the end of the second date be like see you never so I was like I don't know what I'm gonna do and we were talking about how it's like weird how like as a society we're just like I guess I'll just suck it up and kiss this guy even though I have I want nothing to do with him anymore like I'm just kind of over it and so I was saying and I was telling my friends that I was like we're swooping in we're swooping out like we're pecking we're leaving we're running across (laughs) the street (laughs) That, that was the that was the goal and I do think, I hope he's not listening to I feel bad, but I think that <laughs> we weren't on the same page with that. Oh no. Because That's I, sad. I went to Dash and my nose piercing actually got stuck on his nose a little bit. And <laughs> I just pretended it didn't happen. And I will say, I, not to gas myself up, but I, I have gotten some good reviews as far as my kissing ability goes. And I know for a fact that was some of my worst work. So that's my bad. That's my bad. It was my bad. But yeah, so that's just a fun story. I guess now I'm contributing uh, dating horror stories to the podcast. It'd be a um, fun episode
1: idea if you keep collecting them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, um, I hope I'm not collecting <laughs> horror stories. I'm <laughs> like, I'd actually like, like a boyfriend. It's crazy. That's what I'm doing this for. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's hope that there's more good ones than bad ones and that I'm not in this field for too long. I was saying to my therapist, I was like, why can't I just wake up and have the perfect guy at the foot of my bed? She was like, I don't know, because this isn't a freaking fantasy novel, Kylie. Like, let's get with
1: it. Maybe if you come to my parties, um, you'd meet someone there. <laughs> I'm like, yes stop. Redo the party. <laughs> we will. We will.
2: But There yeah, actually so- was
1: a slight matchmaking situation at the party. I won't lie. Like, oh, my God. One of my new friends and one of Grant's friends realized they had matched on Hinge like separately. So, yeah, it was interesting. So, I'm like, wow. kind Ooh. of a matchmaker. Let me know. <laughs>
0: You'll have to tell me the story after I'm That's kind of it. Recording. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just curious who it is, honestly. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. yeah if okay. I know them. But yeah. anyways. So, yeah. So, that's been my life recently. Um, and I feel like people need to talk about second dates more often because first dates get so hyped. And rightfully so. Like, they are very scary. But I feel like second dates are when you really, like, figure out, like, okay. Because once you, have, you like, get to, like, a third date with someone, it's like, oh, like, we, like, Keep choosing to hang out with each other, like you know what? What's the saying? That's like once is like happening, twice is a coincidence, three is a pattern. Oh.
2: I feel like that okay
0: applies to like a dating situation. <laughs> all right. I don't know. I never know what I'm doing ever, so I'm just out here. If you want to date me, hit me up. For now, I'm just going to be lusting after Connor Coin on TikTok. If he's listening, hit me up. I literally am in love with you. So that's all. And he's in Boston, so maybe I'll just wander the streets and talk. Oh, to wait, see. is he the one?
1: Oh, I think I know the one you mean. They're like the only Boston viral guy. He lives yeah. in Salvi. Okay, yeah. I know the guy you mean. He's funny. I yeah. Um. So if you're out there,
0: hit me up. I love He's you. Funny.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move into our favorites. So my favorite this week is something that's actually like a lot of times a sponsored thing in like youtube videos and stuff so i promise it's yeah. not sponsored um i didn't even find out about it through youtube i just was doing some research which um basically my favorite is blueland so they're like a cleaning company not like a cleaning product company not like a cleaning service um and they make um like more sustainable products so basically they send you these bottles like reusable um refillable bottles and then their product comes in like solid tablets and so they just dissolve into water and so they make um they make a bunch of stuff but i got the like clean essentials kit i think it's called so you get um a bathroom cleaner a like mirror and glass cleaner and then just like a multi-surface cleaner and i felt like that was enough for my needs um but what's super nice about it is that their tabs are actually only two dollars each to like refill the whole bottle Mm. and i think like you can get on like a subscription plan but i feel like for me personally like i need these things so like sparingly like I feel like mm-hmm. I'm only going to need one like every couple months like maybe three months yeah. so um I'm kind of waiting to get on a subscription but I feel like that's so like economical because yeah. when you go to like buy Windex or something like that alone I feel like it's like eight dollars so yeah. um yeah I'm excited about it and um the reason I found out about it was because people say it's weird to like Like I think it's kind of taboo to like gift cleaning products because it's like, oh, you're implying that they're like messy. But like I don't think that's true. Like I was trying to think of things that would be actually useful for uh, my boyfriend's like married brother and Mm -hmm. sister-in-law and like their baby. Like I didn't want to give them like junk, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I got them like the starter kit and then just like tons of tabs. Like this will literally last them like a year probably if not more. And I feel like let's normalize getting people like useful stuff because yeah. I don't actually agree with that. Like I don't think getting someone cleaning products is like rude. I think that's like, I think that's just useful. Like it's like consumable, you know what I mean? So I don't know. Let me know yeah. if that's a hot take, <laughs> but yeah. I got it for them and then I got it for myself. So
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with your opinion. I feel like if anything, it's saying like, oh, like I know that you're going to use this because you yeah. are like a clean person. So yeah, here you go. like now you don't have to spend your money on it.
1: Yeah. That was more what I was like trying to get at. Like I was like, yeah. I know you have, like these are like non-toxic, like you have a baby, like that's yeah. like more
0: the mindset. So I hope and it's, it's not taken badly, but. Yeah. No. And especially for a family, it's like once yeah. you have a baby, like there's messes to, like babies are just messy. So there's yeah. messes to be cleaned up. So it will be very useful.
1: But yes, so, yeah, I'm excited. I did use, I did try out everything and I like it so far. Nice. But not sponsored. I I, I have seen like almost every like lifestyle youtuber gets a code with them eventually so if you want 20% off you can like check your favorite I, I'm trying to remember who has a code for them but like almost everyone I watch I think I feel like works um with them.
0: Brooke Michio does okay I so like check I saw her
1: we had her as a guest before so check yeah. um Brooke's video to see if you can get a code for
0: like 20% off but yeah it's pretty affordable in general so nice so for my favorite this week I'm so excited the sex in the city reboot it's called oh, and yeah. just like that the first two episodes streamed well by the time this uh our episode comes out then the third episode will have been released but as of now i've only seen the first two episodes i am going to talk about spoilers so um skip ahead <laughs> if you don't want to be spoiled but also i feel we'll like put the a minute people... in the uh show notes if you need to skip yeah um but before before I get into spoilers, overall, I'm very excited and happy to have, like, new Sex in the City episodes out, and that's my, that's all I have to say for non-spoiler stuff, because the spoilers are just so major. So, a main character dies at the beginning of the very first episode, yes, I did and it's that. one of my absolute favorites. When Aww. I tell you I sobbed, full-on sobbed. I cannot believe it. I literally can't even watch old episodes because I'm like, what do you mean he dies? It's Mr. Big. I don't know if I said that. Um, The way that I am in love with this man is unbelievable. And he's just dead. It's upsetting. It's upsetting. Um, So yeah, that was a lot. Uh, Miss Carrie Bradshaw, she's just gone through it. Like, she's really going through it. It took them freaking a decade to get married. And then they finally are married and he dies. And you might be wondering, how did Mr. Big die? I will tell you. The Peloton, right? He took a Peloton ride, and then I saw that the stock like suffered. It did. Which, like, what's funny is that like Peloton had to first of all, Peloton was probably paying HBO to advertise. Yeah, because what's that called, like an an ad placement? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So they were trying to advertise their product, and I assume maybe I'm wrong, but I assume if you're paying to advertise your product, you likely want to see how they're using it in the show. So in my mind, I'm like, Peloton knows that their product was used as like a catalyst for a character's death. And they were so like, nice, like, go for it.
1: Well, they also did the ad with him, right? So like there was behind the scenes coordination, like they knew, obviously, before this came out that it was happening. But Yeah. I don't know. It is very interesting. Like you, from a branding perspective, I'm like, what was the
0: combo in that, like, (laughs) in that room when they were making
1: that decision? Because...
0: Yeah. I'm very curious. But yeah. So that's very upsetting. I'm very upset about it. And I'm also upset because in the second episode, of course, they were, like, grieving the loss of this character. And unfortunately, one of... I need to look up the actor's name. Um, But... One of the actors on the show that he plays, Stanford, I'm looking up his actual name. Um, Hello, where is it? Uh, Willie Garson. He unfortunately passed away in the middle of shooting this in real life, which was like devastating. But what that means is that they're going to have to write his character out, unfortunately. And I imagine because he's died in real life, that, I mean, if they killed off Mr. Big, I feel like they're probably going to kill him off too maybe i'm wrong but there was a scene he's married to this guy anthony in the show and there's a scene where stanford and anthony like come together to like mourn mr big and stanford looks at him and goes like we are so lucky that it wasn't us and i was like i'm <gasps> wait that's like creepy can't.
1: foreshadowing really that's sobbing. like weird
2: i hate I that.
1: sobbing i'm sobbing I don't know if it's like disrespectful to if a person dies in real life. I don't know if it's disrespectful to have their character die. Like, sh- I feel like they should just go well, somewhere and like not come back.
0: You know, that's what happened in Glee when um
1: oh yeah they Corey killed Monte. they killed the, yeah, the they character. Killed his character
0: I Feel like that's kind of disrespectful. I don't know how I feel. They didn't like they didn't depict anything and they well, didn't they say <laughs> well, yeah. They, really but they didn't like try to like. I guess they could if they put like a double in or something. to Yeah, try, that would be mean. like but really bad. I feel like. agreed. Agreed. But, and they didn't mention how he died. It was just, it was just known that he had died. Okay.
1: And like, yeah, as long as they don't try to make it like a whole plot line, I feel like it's, yeah,
0: yeah. there was like one, I remember with Glee, there was one episode dedicated to his loss and like all of the characters grieving it. And then they kind of went on with the rest of the plot. So yeah, I I don't know how they're going to handle it here. But I'm excited. And then, my, so my all time favorite character, my main crush in Sex in the City is Steve. I'm obsessed with him. And <laughs> because they're all older, he has hearing aids now. And I'm like, that's just rude. That's such a rude thing to do to my crush. Because <laughs> it's weird for me to be like, I have a crush on Steve when he has a whole hearing aids. And I'm 24 years I don't old. Know. Silver Fox. I don't judge. He looks great, besides the fact that he has hearing aids. So I'm like, honestly, I know ASL. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Get- <laughs> But yeah, so that's all I have to say about that. Um, very excited to see the rest of the season. Is it dropping like? Okay, yeah. Like on, on a okay. Yeah, it's dropping every Thursday. Um, okay, they, we that's got two episodes last week, and then one episode every Thursday until like February or something.
1: Yeah, it's interesting how like streaming services are doing that now. Because like, I know. I think I feel like part of the appeal of streaming originally was that you didn't have to wait; like, you yeah. could binge stuff. And now that's like not the case, but it does build the hype. So yeah, yeah. So
0: yeah, that's it. that's it on my end.
1: All right, let's move into our main topic of this episode. We are
0: interviewing the Soul & Flow Wellness Gals. All right, so moving in to the main segment of our episode, we are super excited- if you know anything about our show, you know Anya and I really prioritize our health, sustainability, and building a community around the things that young women go through.
1: That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diasti in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv for Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode.
0: Viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators.
1: Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down.
0: Yeah, and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now.
1: That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton.
0: It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill.
1: Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most.
0: I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with.
1: With their subscription based model it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more.
0: They have products for every type of period from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups.
1: Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable and lasts up to 10 years. Plus the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it.
0: We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority owned business
1: all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off and definitely check out our
0: episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. Excited to be joined by Anais and Sarah of Soul and Flow. So, Soul and Flow's mission is to bring wellness experiences to connect deeper with our highest selves through mind, body, soul, and flow. Uh, we support this mission through a multitude of offerings and a commitment to caring for ourselves. So and Flow is a space for all beings, regardless of race, size, age, or gender. They hold a soft spot in their community for post-grad women who love to travel, try new things, and are open to seeing the magic that comes from personal growth. Literally all of that I'm so obsessed with, and it's very on brand, I feel like, for our show. So we are super excited to get to chat with Anais and Sarah about soul and flow and how it got started and all of that, because I think it could be a really great resource for our audience.
1: Yes, definitely. And the line of um, being open to seeing the magic that comes from
2: personal growth, like I'm like, can I get that tattooed on my forehead? Like I love yeah. it. <laughs> all of it's us. so well phrased. My <laughs> next, I always say my next tattoo when something's like, funny and ironic, but that's a good next tattoo.
1: (laughs) So how are you guys doing today? We're recording on a a Wednesday evening. So what are the vibes? How's everyone feeling? I'm still recovering
2: from the weekend. So that's where I'm at. That's a moon.
3: (laughs) I'm a little bit in a different boat. About five minutes ago, I was like rushing emails out before the end of the workday. So just wrapping things up for the day.
0: Nice. December corporate life is unmatched. <laughs> <not> I'm
3: <laughs> so excited the next two weeks. like People are just taking time off for the holidays, so I'm just going to block out my whole calendar and talk to no one and just get everything done that I've been putting off. <laughs> oh, the best that. feeling. <laughs>
0: um, so jumping in to get some background information on you guys so our audience can get to know you, um, we're curious where you went to school and what your majors were while you were in school.
2: So yeah, so I'm Anais, I graduated from DePaul University in Chicago, and I have a degree in neuroscience with a cognitive behavior concentration. Pop off, love it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And this is Sarah, I graduated from Purdue University in West Lafayette, Indiana, with a degree in public relations and strategic communication. Amazing. And I'm curious, given that you guys went to different colleges, how do you know each other? (laughs) What's the story? Yeah, great question. (laughs) Um, So, we were both really involved with an organization on our campuses called CHARGE. Um, It's a national women's health and wellness organization. Yeah, I think they have a couple chapters in the Boston area. Yeah, Northeastern had one. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, yeah, we were both really involved with our CHARGE chapters on our campuses, um, so much so that we joined the national team for CHARGE. So I was chapter leadership consultant my senior year at Purdue. um, So I got to oversee five chapters. And then Anis was actually my like mentor and manager through CHARGE. So she was a regional chapter lead. So she oversaw five CLCs. So we actually started out and met through like a working relationship um, through CHARGE. So we worked virtually. Before it was cool, basically. And <laughs> here we are now. <laughs> I love it. So, have you
1: guys ever met in person? Yes. Okay. But Just not, curious.
2: but like when we first started Soul and Flow, we hadn't. Mm-hmm. Wow. So That's we had a, crazy. An LLC before we had like met in person. But when you know, you know.
0: Virtual <laughs> besties. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's
0: crazy. I mean, hey, besties, join. Uh, extracurriculars on your college campus. You can meet (laughs) your best friend and business partner. (laughs) You never Uh, know. You never know. So kind of going off of that, we love to ask our guests um, about their college experience, especially because some of our audience is still in college. And so I'm curious, what is one thing that each of you are really glad that you did while you were in school? And what is one thing that you either, I guess, regret doing or regret not doing and not taking the opportunity for while you were in school?
2: Yeah. So I think one thing I'm really glad I did was that I transferred actually. So my freshman year, I went to the University of California, Santa Cruz, and it just was not my vibe, was not my fit. Um, And through just like life and the people I knew, I ended up in Chicago, which is pretty funny because I'm from Miami. Um, And so I'm glad that I took, I was probably one of the first people ever that I knew that took a gap. We are on the quarter system at DePaul and in California. So I took like a gap quarter um, and that wasn't a really like big thing to do then. Like you didn't really take time off of school. Um, So I'm really glad I did that. And I like took a reset for my mental health and then went to DePaul. And I think going to DePaul, like honestly saved my college like life. Um, And one thing that I wish I'd done, I wish I had thought about my majors a little bit more clearly um, And saw what was out there. That's a whole different story that we might get into a little bit today. But I really wish that I had considered my hobbies and like what I could do and like, I don't know, just took more assertiveness for my major and what I wanted to do in the long run. And not what other people wanted me to do.
1: Awesome. It's interesting to hear that you transferred and ended up having like a much better experience. Because I actually don't think we've ever had anyone on the show
3: who transferred. So I might need to pick your yeah, brain a little so. bit yeah. about that. But what about you, Sarah? Yeah. So one thing that I'm really glad that I did in college was change my major. So that's funny that Anais is talking about how that's something that she regretted, like not exploring as much. Um, so I actually went in as a kinesiology major with the goal of being a physical therapist one day. Um, quickly realized once I got into chemistry, my sophomore year, that that maybe was not the route for me. <laughs> it's always chemistry. It yeah. Always gets people. yeah. <laughs> I had taken like AP classes and AP chemistry in high school and was good at it and stuff. And then once I got to college, it was like a block, um, where I think I just realized like through my classes, I was like a lot more creative than I was giving myself credit for. So I like danced throughout high school and always had a creative outlet. Um, and then coming into college, like completely lost that creative outlet and realized that, you know, maybe that's something that I needed to do in my future career. Um, so I had always really enjoyed writing and like talking to people and things like that. So I'd actually started a comm minor, um, and then just completely decided to switch over into the program and pursue public relations and strategic communication. So that's something that I'm glad that I did. Um, something I regret not doing is joining more like professional groups or like clubs. Um, I was involved in a lot of fun extracurriculars like charge um, and I was on the leadership board for our men's basketball section, like student section. So I got to have a lot of fun, which was good. Um, But I wish that I would have taken the time to join some more professional groups just to level up my skills a little bit more outside of the classroom um, and build some more connections.
0: I'm like, gorgeous, gorgeous girls change their majors to communication. That's exactly (laughs) what I did. (laughs) I changed my major. I went from English Lit and Secondary Ed to communication, so it wasn't as, you know, much of a change. I stayed in the same Mm -hmm. realm, but communications degrees, man. They get a lot of slack, and it's like, they're pretty helpful.
3: Yeah, and it's not as easy as people think.
0: Yeah, yeah, amen to that. I will also
1: never understand why, like, you could go into literally any science field ever, and they're like, here's your chemistry class. And it's like, for what? Yeah. Like, oh, right. maybe I, maybe I'm <laughs>
2: started on chemistry. Um, I failed... I will probably say I failed organic organic chemistry. I failed the second class once, and I failed the third class twice because it's, like, broken up into three segments. Um, I The amount of tears that I've cried, if I, I could water my dead plant, it would come to life. Like, that's... Like, it was... My poor parents, and they're always so supportive. They're like, it's okay. But it's just, if you, I don't know, there's just something about it. Like now I look now and if it's like, if I, now that I know my mental health a little bit better now, I could be like, okay, maybe I could have like done it differently. But if you can't visually see it, like it doesn't click. Yeah. Yeah, Like (laughs) it's not memorization. Like it's not. And people think you can really go in there and like memorize everything. But there's so many rules. I just it's just a t- RIP that time in my life.
1: Like I'm like elements where? Like show them to yeah. me. You don't like, need do talk you know about happening. elements.
2: You talk in organic, you talk <laughs> about the same you talk about carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. Sometimes you'll get a nitrogen in there. Like you talk about four elements. That's it. Like
1: Do not ask me to balance a chemical equation. Not well, it. Not, not, it, not can't it for do me. It. But I don't get it because like you were going into PT and it's like, I could be wrong, but I can't think of like an application in PT where that would be like necessary right like for what
3: literally
0: none
2: you don't prescribe prescribe medication as a pt i was gonna say
0: my brother's a physical therapist and he says nothing about medication and i wouldn't let him prescribe me medication
2: yeah (laughs)
1: Well, anyway, chemistry hatred aside, um, (laughs) one question that we always like to ask people and kind of get their perspective on is how their plans have changed since graduating. Because I think we can all relate in this kind of post-grad time of life that, you know, the expectations versus reality of it all doesn't always pan out exactly how we think. So curious to get your, your takes on that question.
2: I was definitely that person that my plans were changing every 35 minutes poor Sarah and Elizabeth who are like the head of charge I interned for them and I remember like my junior and senior year I'd always go into the office just being like I'm changing my whole life like I'm not doing this because I was going to go into medical school and then I was like going to go into psychology and then I just wanted to gap like medicine and healthcare and wellness especially as I got further into charge as well as like content create I love um, creating content on Instagram. I'm very grateful that I work now with like different brands and stuff. Um, but the second that I like graduated, I was already studying for the MCAT. So I was in there. My British tutor, James, we would meet twice a week. Like <laughs> Not James. Uh, yeah, his name was James. Very <laughs> interesting guy. Much love to him. But um, and that all changed even before I stepped into the exam. I remember. I was just so burnt out and like I just I'm the kind of person that once I set my mind to something like I'm going to do it so even though I did not want to take this test and even though all my test scores were like um girl can you read like (laughs) I was like I'm going to do it and that's it so the plan was going to be to take the test and then just like see what where life takes us there um and unfortunately, after that, my grandmother had passed away. I had lost seven months later, my grandfather. So like school just like did not become a part of the equation. Um, I took the GRE as well. I think I studied like three times. Again, my test scores were like, girl, can you read and write? I'm concerned. <laughs> and then I was studying, I was like, um, uh, applying for like, psychology programs I had seen a medium and she was like I could see you just going into like general psych I thought about doing um like organized psychology so like HR and things like that um I thought I shadowed some dietetic like dietitians at hospitals um and then ultimately like Sarah and I met and I um decided to get my degree or my certificate in health and wellness coaching and that kind of just sparked everywhere we are now so I went from what Taking the MCAT and decided to be a doctor to um, be a health and wellness coach and owning a business, which has been, I think, has made me the happiest. Sounds a lot more fun too. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's very stressful. It was very stressful in the moment, but like looking back now, like I did what I had to do to like make money and like that was serve. And then COVID happened and I'm very, very grateful that for me, I had that like, the universe was like, you are going to stop working and just like take a second. And then with that, I was able to find my program at Georgetown and things like that. So that's awesome. Mm
3: -hmm. Cool. Yeah. So I feel like My plans haven't physically changed that much. I just graduated in May. So it's only been, what, six, seven months that I've really been living this life. Um, So I had accepted a job offer before I had graduated from Purdue um, to be part of the ORR Fellowship, which is a two-year post-grad program in Indianapolis um, that's just centered around developing the next generation of business leaders and entrepreneurs. Um, So the entrepreneurship aspect was a big draw for me. Uh, But they also placed me with my company in Indianapolis. So currently working kind of a hybrid role between HR and marketing for a tech company in Indianapolis, Um, doing soul and so on the side, doing the fellowship. I also teach at two different yoga studios in Indianapolis. So plans have been crazy. I would say more so like my expectations have changed since, since I graduated of like coming out of school, I thought that I could like take on the same like load as I was doing in school. So like hanging out with my friends almost every day and like being able to like go to a yoga class or a workout class every day, like just really filling up my schedule and also like doing a lot of different things in a lot of different places. Um, but something that I've realized and learned since then is that working eight to five takes a lot of time and energy. Um, and so like I've had to like balance my energy differently since I've graduated, I feel like, and just tried to figure out what that looks like. And I feel like something that my therapist kept saying to me that is just like ingrained in my brain is like, you've never done this before. Like it's okay that you're still figuring it out and like trying to understand what your like personal flow looks like week to week and day to day. Um, so like managing my expectations for myself has been the biggest change I would say my plan since I've graduated.
0: Yeah I'm really glad you bring up like the idea of expectations because I think that is something that a lot of people post-grad are really hit with and I mean Anya and I graduated in 2020 so literally all of our expectations for (laughs) post-grad were completely thrown out the window. (laughs) Well we did have to learn to just like for our personal circumstances and what the world looked like just adjust what it looks like and give ourselves that sort of grace like you were talking about accepting the fact that we are in a new phase of life and you need to kind of meet yourself where you're at and figure out what your flow is. Um, So I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that is a a harsh reality, pandemic or not, (laughs) that a lot of post-grads face. Yes. Um, So moving into Soul & Flow, I'm so excited to learn more about it. So could you start with talking about uh, the founding of it and what inspired you guys to start the company?
2: Yeah, so Sarah and I, from the moment we met, I remember I hosted a little happy hour for my pod. I think Sarah's the only one who came, yeah. was there for the majority <laughs> of it. And we just really clicked spiritually and very aligned in the way that we viewed the world. And so, like, from that moment on, like, Sarah's kind of like, she was like my CLC. Um, but over time, We just really, like, we believed in the power of, like, the universe and meditation and journaling. And um, Sarah actually, like, led a meditation for the CHARGE community, um, which was awesome. And at the same time that she was getting her yoga certification, I was getting my health and wellness coaching certification. Um, And so we were kind of always, like, joking around, like, oh, my God, what if we, like, did retreats and, like, hosted retreats and things like that. And so what we decided to do was um, all the charge events were all virtual. So because of of the pandemic, so they were reaching out to people in different states or, you know, different like wellness influencers and things like that. And so Sarah and We're like, what if we did an event for the charge community? We blocked out three days straight in our calendar. That way we were able to hit as many charge chapters because every chapter has their weekly workouts on different days. And we got a really, really good response. Like people wanted to come. So we were like, okay, we'll do a 30-minute yoga flow and a 30-minute wellness workshop. And so with the anticipation and the hype, we're like, what if we turn this into a business? What if like the charge event is our soft launch like basically like we are first launching to the charge community and again we had such a great response in it for the three days so many chapters came and it just felt right and it felt good and um i think too i got A reading we like this oracle reader on instagram and she pulled the card for me it was like self employment i remember i called sarah i was like sarah we have to do this like this is in our cards for us like and also too at the time we were like going back and forth whether we're gonna return back to charge because you have to know on pretty early and like i was kind of ready to go and so i was like sarah like i i'm dipping and if you want to come with me like let's do this but um Yeah, it was really started with, like, the charge launch, but we were both in places where we wanted to travel when we were, you know, a, a years down the line. We wanted to make that a main, like, priority, and so just our, pri- our priorities aligned, our spirituality aligned, charge aligned, and so we were just like, let's do it. And so we started off with, like, two-hour meetings once a week, Um, just getting everything straight until Sarah graduated, and now it's not as rigorous, but... Um, yeah, and Soul and Flow was born January twentieth, twenty twenty one. I love that talk about a sign from
1: the universe yeah. with the self employment card. That yes. is amazing. Um, and how did you guys come up with the name Soul and Flow? It was like to ask our entrepreneurial guests about how they named their business because for us, I know we took it as like the biggest decision ever, and yeah. we're
3: just a podcast. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah, we went back and forth a lot. I think we probably discussed our name and like two of those two hour long meetings before we even like landed on something. Um, we really knew that we wanted to try to like incorporate all areas of our offering. Um, so I would love actually to like go back and find our notes and see like what we didn't land on. But we really landed on Soul and Flow because Ani focuses on the soul part of things with health and wellness coaching and then I'm the flow portion with yoga and things like that. So we really just like Kind of combined like our two callings into like one name.
0: That's so cute. I love that. <laughs> She's the I love soul that. to my flow. Oh <laughs> my god! Like, put that on a t-shirt. I'd buy it.
2: Oh merch! merch. 2022 merch. is coming. I <laughs> promise.
0: Right. I'm like you know the TikTok trend where it's like bang 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 with your oh my <yeah>. Um, so I'm curious what your core offerings are at soul and flow. You mentioned wanting to encompass that in the name. So what are your current core offerings?
2: Yeah. So we, we started doing events. So our main thing is, and always will be like events and retreats. So doing half, um, 30 minute yoga flows or 30 to 45 minute, just depending, and then wellness workshops. So, we've done a body positive workshop, we've done a self care toolkit, energy management workshop. Um, And then, right now, our biggest offering is our soul and flow into post grad community, which we'll talk about a little bit more. Um, And then, as well as we have like we do different challenges. So, we did a 30 day meditation challenge, and then I also do offer one on one health and wellness coaching for anyone who. Wants to dig deeper into their self care routine and priorities. Love it. And yes, we are so curious to learn more
1: specifically about the Soul and Flow into Postgrad because I think that is literally perfect for our audience and our demographic. And so, what can they expect from that program?
3: Yeah, so Soul and Flow into Postgrad is like a monthly membership where People, anyone that really identifies with the post-grad label, we don't really put any constraints on it. So whether you're like two days or like five years um, post-graduated from college, we want to include you in this group. Um, it's really for anyone that's looking for that community and wants to focus a little bit more in on wellness. I think something for both of us is that we really like want to make wellness accessible, so Will teach you the tools um, to really create your wellness and self care routine, especially as you come into a new stage of life in post grad. Um, so how we do that is we have two events per month. Um, so it's twenty dollars a month, and you'll receive a group coaching session with Anise. Um, so she'll maybe pick a topic or just really see like what people want to focus on in that session. Um, you'll kind of share, and she really it's like magical how she does it. She'll just like pull answers out of you, out of things that like you are struggling with. Like she won't tell you to do anything. Like you will basically like come to all of the conclusions by yourself. It's like super cool. And it's cool also in those sessions to just like learn from everybody else in the group because you know we are all in a similar stage of life. So most likely the person on the Zoom screen next to you is also struggling with something um, similar as well. And then we also have a monthly fam flow, which is what we call our yoga classes. Um, so it's just a one hour, typically a power yoga class. Maybe we'll have some slow flows in there if I can learn how to chill out a little bit. <laughs> um, but we also have just that that monthly yoga class set aside for you to learn the tools of yoga and connect to other people through that. Um, and then we offer, if you like stick in the membership for like, over like a three month period, we'll do a quarterly happy hour or networking session. Um, so just a time to connect with the group, make friends. Um, we're really, really wanting to bring in some like guest speakers for those happy hours as well. Um, so last round that we did it, we had my friend Chelsea, who's becoming a registered dietitian, come in and do a talk about intuitive eating. I know we want like a skincare expert to come in. So just like some different topics there that people can get excited about. Um, and then you'll also receive a weekly newsletter um, which that just contains your events for the week and then some resources for postgrad. So whether that's a meditation, a book recommendation, an article, something that we're just thinking about and want to share, um, we'll give that to you for your focus of the week
2: as well. I'm literally like, sign me up. <laughs> Once again, bang, bang, bang of the camera. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, um, we start again January 11th will be our first group coaching. And again, you can join at any time. Um, we do have spaces capped right now just because I am the only health and wellness coach and it's hard to do smaller ones and. Hopefully as we grow we can bring on some more people or I can personally take on some more um sessions but yeah so if you're interested hop on quickly because we hope and we expect to sell out um at least for the first 6 months so yeah we start on the 11th with a group coaching it's going to be all about like intention settings and goal settings and um again that like expectation component of postgrad Perfect Amazing for the new
1: year! Yes, yeah, so and yeah. this is all virtual right now. Yes,
3: yes. Okay, perfect. So no matter where you are in the world, you can yeah. participate. Yeah, I think um, last round we had. So I'm in Indiana. Anaïs is in Chicago. We had someone in Oregon, Nashville, and North Carolina. So we were all spread yeah. out. Amazing
1: world domination! To,
3: exactly. Yeah. We're
1: trying. <laughs> And you mentioned a skincare expert and we actually had an amazing skincare expert on the show. If you want us to connect to you, her oh name is God. Aubrey Thompson. If you want to go listen yeah. to the episode, yes. so check it out. Let us know. Incredible.
0: Yes. So I am curious because it sounds like you guys have so much going on, which is amazing. And it's really like an all-encompassing program. And so I expect big things out of you guys. I think this program is going to be super useful for people like our audience. So what are your big goals that you want to share? And what does your sort of five-year plan look like? I know five-year plans are like miserable, but if you could, (laughs) you know, if you could have your ideal five years from now setting, what would that look like?
2: yeah so I think one for postgrad at least our biggest goal is to um kind of bring it to different cities, so kind of having post grad so full into post grad Boston and so kind of having a community there um that way you can do in person networking events and in person like happy hours, probably everything like yoga and coaching will be virtual, but you will get to meet with people in your area and connect with fellow postgrads. So really starting with like probably Chicago and Indy and seeing where our interest goes. Um, we hope that soul and flow is our full-time jobs. And this is the only jobs that we're doing in the next three years. Um, that's one of our biggest goals and then to be able to travel and do it. So Sarah and I want to live abroad. We love Spain and Italy and Anywhere in between in Europe, um, we also want to like go all the way from like San Diego up to Seattle and just travel and work and just be nomads, um, and do retreats in different countries, Mexico, Costa Rica, literally anywhere that will have us, we will be there. Um, but that's our biggest thing is to have like weekend to week retreats and connect with everyone, um, on a more personal level.
1: Sounds amazing. Sounds like a dream. Um, definitely manifesting all of that for you guys, and I know that you'll be successful because I just feel like you guys give off the best energy. So I know that the universe will return it to you. Um, but I imagine like things haven't always been super easy when you know creating a business, especially with someone that's your friend. So I was curious to ask if you've dealt with any challenges uh, being business partners and friends, and kind of how you navigate managing both of those relationships? Because obviously they're kind of different by nature.
3: Yeah, this is such like a basic answer, but communication, especially because we don't live like in the same city and can't meet face to face all the time. um, That's something that has needed to happen. I think for me, what I've like really had to learn in like a business partner friend relationship is like, Anais isn't going to know if I'm like struggling with something or if I need help with something, if I don't tell her. And that sounds very basic, but like, I'm the type of person where like, it's not my no- most like natural tendency to like ask for help or like ask for an extension. Like I'd rather just like hole up and not tell suffer. anyone or just, yeah, basically, <laughs> which like, really? why do you, why do we do that to ourselves? Um, but that's something like, I remember it was like a month or so ago. I was just like bogged down with work and just a lot of things were happening in my personal life. And I just like got on a call with her and like broke down crying. and was like, I can't do solo flow for like the next week. Like there's no possible way. I feel like I'm letting you down. And she was like, bestie, like you're fine. You're gonna be fine. Just tell me what I need to do. And like, you're literally gonna be fine. So I think just like, learning that for myself of like audience will always extend grace to me. Like she'll call me out when I need it. And when I need to get things done, but like, if things are really going downhill, like she will extend that grace. And I think that's something that I'm really grateful that we have that like friendship underlying, like us as business partners. Cause I don't think that that's something that you always get in like a business setting.
2: Yeah, because like we always say, like Sarah and I are business partners first and really family second. Like her and her family have become my family and I can't imagine now life without them and like the future without them. But we do have a relationship that started on creating these work balance boundaries being like there was a time where we can talk about work and then there's a time that we can't. Um, and for me, too, it was a lot of like what doesn't align for Sarah does not align for me. And a lot of the times I'm a big idea person and I'm a big picture thinker and I want to do all these things. And I have to remind myself that like there is someone else a part of this. Not that I like neglect Sarah and like her thoughts, but you get really excited when you can do all these things. But I have to also meet Sarah where she is and where she is in her life. And um ultimately I do think it's like a sign when something's not aligned for her it's because it's not aligned for both of us and if I were to go forward and she wasn't ready like it's kind of like I don't know pulling a car like if the car doesn't have gas like it needs it needs like all the things like the engine needs to work and there needs to be gas or like the battery needs to work and there needs to be gas one will not work without the other and if someone's going to come for me and tell me that's not right I don't I drive work. I, I, I don't drive <laughs> I live right. in Chicago but um, yeah, like it has to be aligned for both of us because soul and flow did start with the alignment of both of us. So I think that's also really important. Of I can't I can't fly if Sarah's still waiting. I still like juggling everything too. And um, I think to Sarah's point of like calling her out but giving her grace is just reminding her too. Like there are some things I'm not good at that I need you to do, and just mm-hmm. what is the bare minimum that you can do so I can help you. Like I can't write an email to save my life. Like I <laughs> do not do marketing emails. I don't deal with Mailchimp, but that's Sarah's strength and my weakness. So like if she's having a hard time, I'd be like, "Okay, I just need you to do this." And again, that open communication because I think that it's really easy for someone to be like, "Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it." Like I can do it all. But when in reality am I going to put the best work out? So it's finding that that balance, that soul, that flow um, to everything. Love yeah. that, the soul and the flow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and you guys did kind of start to touch on this, but if you were to give one piece of advice to friends who wanted to start a business together, what would that be?
2: Like I said, we are business partners first because again, like I was her mentor. Like I had to learn Sarah, like I was forced to learn how Sarah works best. Um, And I think what was really great was that Sarah and I had, to deal with a lot of conflict, not within each other, but with other, like, us versus our chapters, essentially. Um, And so that was a really great bonding moment for us in a sense of, like, okay, if we can get through these frustrating things that are not in our control, like, we can really get through anything. And I think um, something that my therapist actually recommended when I was first talking about soul and flow to him was how do you like really go through those? How do you communicate? How do you go through conflict? Like, how do you deal, how do you deal in stress and things like that? And in our first few meetings, like Sarah and I sat there be like, okay, what are our boundaries? How do we communicate with each other? How do we bring up something when, if I'm upset at you, like it's bound to happen. Like Sarah and I are like sisters, like, and we're gonna argue like sisters or we're not gonna agree like sisters. like. And I think it's just from the very beginning, talking about those things it's in our business plan to be like if there's something not right like we need to address it off the bat um and i think that going back to like our own personal development and understanding like okay i need to get on my mat and deal with this and i'll come back i need to meditate and deal with this and come back and things like that um are just really helpful and just again communication 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 that's my next tattoo on my <laughs> forehead. So
3: many tattoos. After I know. This.
2: <laughs> well, Pete Davidson. Yeah.
3: I guess another thing that we do, which is kind of like a stupid, silly thing is we almost have like a bat signal <laughs> for when one of us has like a work question. So if we're like texting each other, we have like a specific emoji that we use. So it's like you send the emoji. It's like, okay, I know a work question's coming. So yeah, that has like helped with boundaries. Just like, from our friendship versus business. It's like we're texting about like boys one second. And then I have a question about like a marketing email. I could like just send an emoji and then we're in soul and flow mode.
2: Yeah. Also too, I'm sorry. I love you, Sarah, but Sarah's terrible at answering her text messages. so bad at it. If it's like about like, if I'm just like, I'm unwell, she's like, not unwell, like a bad sense, but if I'm just like hung over, she won't answer me for like three days because she knows that like it can wait. But as soon as I said that signal, because I need something like, it's kind of a good like, oh, like I need to remind her. And then also if we're trying to just be like silly and goofy, we'll be like, okay, bestie, like bestie is also, it's like a, a name of like love, like we were always like bestie, like, and that's when we know we're like being friends and like being just like regular people and not the CEO of a business. I love that. And I
1: like how you talked about how you had that boundaries conversation. Um, because I think that's something that can feel like weirdly forced and formal, especially if you're coming from like a friendship place. But I think it is so important to understand like the other person's triggers and like stressors and how to kind of be able to read them a little more. So I think that's great advice. And Kylie and I might need to steal the emoji thing. I'm like, should we go with a flame emoji or a pink (laughs) heart? I'll get back to
0: you. (laughs) Our text messages are so funny. It'll be like talking about an email, insert about a boy, email, boy. (laughs) Yeah, It breaks it up really
2: nicely. Um, Yeah. And I think too, I mean, i I have to credit a lot of like charge for being able to have those conversations and learning about like CPR conversations and radical candor. I think both of us having that um, leadership experience ha- was really helpful just because um, we already knew how to have those conversations with people that we barely knew. So it was a lot easier. It gets a lot easier when you get to know somebody mm-hmm. um, like that. For sure. Um
1: Another question that we had was about starting a business in college, because I think if I'm reading the timeline right, at least one of you was still in school when this was happening. So, any tips there on balance and prioritization and all of that?
3: Yes. Yeah. So, we started Soul and Flow like basically the beginning of my last semester of college. Um, and I had just finished up like my yoga teacher certification right at that point, too. Um, so, I would say like something that helped me that we did is like, like I said, we scheduled out like two hour meetings throughout the week. So it was helpful to like have that time always blocked and consistent, like for me to work on soul and flow, just like it would be if I were going to a class. So like a lot of times, like, like at least when I was still there, a lot of my classes were still virtual. So it was really easy for me to just jump from a class right to a soul and flow meeting. Um, and I was also pretty used to like, I always had internships like throughout my semesters too. So it was almost just training it like another job. Like I need to book like 10 hours for my internship. Like, okay, how can I book like 10 hours for soul and flow? So like, if it's something that you're really passionate about and you know, you want to take seriously, um, like scheduling that out and blocking your time. So, you know, you're like hitting the time that you would for like a normal job. Um, and I think another thing too, is just like keeping a really detailed planner. Um, I'm a big, like Paper planner girl. I like keep my Google calendar for like my events and stuff, but like all my to-do lists are in like my live or die planner that I've had every single year. Um, so I would just like section out. I hate when like everything is all in like one list. It's almost like I also don't like when my food touches on a plate. I don't know if mm-hmm. that is the same, but <laughs> that makes no sense. Um so like I would have first class like this is what I would need to do for soul and flow this is my list and just like keep it all in a consistent place so that way like it was always top of mind and then always like a priority
0: love that and I love a paper planner girly because that's how
2: I am yes
0: (laughs) yeah they're the best um so I am curious obviously Soul & Flow is, you know, really rooted in self-care and like community in post-grad. So we definitely wanted to touch on self-care in post-grad and kind of what you guys do to practice self-care. So I'm curious what your routines looked like in college and how those have changed in your post-grad life.
2: Yeah, I think in college, it was a lot of Journaling and going to the gym, like going to charge events, making sure I was keeping up with that. Um, and then going to different studios around Chicago. I have really immersed myself in the fitness industry here. So, whether I was going to a soul cycle class or, you know, trying a new yoga studio, just really always trying to like move my body, um, and get that movement. Um, It wasn't until after college that I started therapy. And that is my number one self care tip for post grad is having a therapist and doing like what's been right for my mental health. It, it hasn't always been amazing. And so that's seeing also a psychiatrist and like my doctor and just having a team of people who support me and are there to like take care of me because I feel like oftentimes, especially when I had just graduated, I was still working for charge. So I was still kind of looking over a lot of other people. Um, and I was on everyone's team to help their chapters do well. So just having my own little like health team is really great. But right now, yeah, just therapy and meditation um, and connecting with my spirituality a lot is is my self-care right now. Yeah, I would
3: say for um, self-care in college, I'm Before I even get into that, I'm a very much so like a rhythm type person versus routine. And I feel like there is a distinction there of like, my rhythm means that like what I need to do every day is like very intuitive to me. Like I can't set a list of like, okay, every day I'm going to go work out at 6am. And then I'm going to journal at eight and then whatever X, Y, Z throughout the day. Um, So I feel like in college, that was a lot easier for me to do just because my schedule was a lot more flexible. So if like, I wanted to take a yoga class at like noon versus 5 p.m. I could go do that. Or if I needed to like journal in the middle of the day for like half an hour, I had the ability to do that. So I would say like my self-care routine was like a lot more intuitive in college, which was more like well-suited to who I am and how I naturally function. So I feel like my self-care routine, like post-grad is something that I'm still Kind of trying to figure out just as I'm working like an eight to five every day and don't necessarily like always have the option to respond that intuitively to my self care. Um, I am pretty lucky that I have an hour lunch break and I get to work from home most days. So if I do need to get a yoga practice in from like noon to one, I'm able to do that. Um, that's probably like my biggest self care thing is yoga, just for the benefits that it gives me mentally and also physically. Um, but I feel like a big difference is I used to always like meditate and journal in the morning. Um, because I would have classes later. And now I always meditate and journal before I go to bed. Um, you cannot pull me out of my bed before seven fifty a.m. if I'm logging on my computer at eight. Um, there there's just a block there. So that has moved to the evening. Um, but again, like I feel like this has gone back to stuff that I've said already of just like giving myself a lot more grace post grad um, to be able to like not fit in five yoga practices a week or like not hang out with my friends every day if that's like not what I need to do. Um, So, yeah. I really like the way that you
1: put the rhythm versus routine thing. I feel like I've never thought of it that way, but it's a really good like framework to think about how you're structuring your days and like how that might be easy in some seasons of life versus others. So that's a takeaway for me. But um, it sounded like, Anais, your top tip was therapy and that your top tip, Sarah, was yoga. But is there any other like self-care practice or tool that you
2: can't live without? I think for me, a lot of people, um, they neglect social wellness and that is a part of the wellness wheel. So, whether that's calling Sarah or even just like calling one of my parents, um, hanging out with my friends, just trying to get that social time because that is something that is taken away from you in a sense when you graduate because you're so used to seeing people that you know and that you want to hang out with all the time. Like, think about when you would walk into the gym or to the student center or to the library, like, nine out of 10 times you see someone you know and you're gonna like, at least be in the same like room as them so I think it's been really to be um, open and have those conversations with my friends of like hey I I really like would like to see you tonight or like let's get something on the calendar or Sarah like I need you to answer the phone um, because (laughs) it's just very stimulating especially now in like a pandemic world where you might not be talking like I sometimes go all day without talking to anyone really like or using my voice I'm literally yelling at the bachelorette on the tv and like (laughs) that's who I'm talking to for the day so um yeah having that social circle and really practicing social wellness um I think right now I'm learning how to integrate how to be a social butterfly and have fun and be in the health and wellness space and have that as a priority sometimes they don't Sometimes it's like apples and oranges, and I think I need them to be a Granny Smith and a Red Delicious, you know? (laughs) Um, So yeah, just I'm still learning in that sense. But I think social wellness is so important for me in self-care, which can be kind of like an oxymoron, but still very important. Nice. Nice. Sarah, did you have
0: one? Yeah. I was gonna say, wait a second, it's not my turn to ask a question. (laughs) Basically the same thing that Ana's just said.
3: I was gonna say, I don't know how many postgrad people can relate to this, but like, I'll go to my parents' house for dinner. That is like huge for me. I try to like Make it to my parents at least once a week. I'm super lucky that they're local to me. Um, they're like a 20 minute drive away. So, actually, shout right out after this. Jim
2: and Lori. I shout love out them. Jim and Lori. They're, they're great. Are... I wish I could go to dinner once a week at their house. <laughs> because it's just kind of that time where it's like,
3: okay, no one can bother me. Like, this is my safe place almost. <laughs> like I'm here. I just get to chill. I don't have to take care of myself really. Um And just, like, let other people do that for me, whether it's just, like, a dinner or a glass of wine or something like that. Um, But, you know, if your parents aren't in town, find that friend, I guess, that feels like that for you where you can just go and, like, plop on a couch. Oh, I just and... call my
2: mom. My mom sometimes is that like, can too. you stop calling me? And I'm like, you're my mom. <laughs> you have one job. She goes, Annalise, I work a full-time job. I go, nope, you're my mom. That's it. <laughs> But I think, too, like for Sarah and I, it's always getting something on the calendar. Like if I don't know, I get anxious when I don't know when I'm going to see Sarah next, like because we don't live in the same city and like weekends can easily just like pile up. And so I think for each other as a business, like self-care is getting something on the calendar where we're just friends. And like um, also, too, we've learned that we don't always have to do like the big things together because we don't see each other. But to always just like, like the last time she was here, we went to the Purdue game and then we just like sat on my couch and watched pizza. Like if it's kind of like a relationship, like if you're in a long distance relationship, you always want to do those big things. Um, So for us, our like business self-care is just to do like the chill things. Mm -hmm. Nice. So I am
0: curious and it sounds like you guys have a really healthy relationship in regards to setting boundaries and communicating with one another and I'm curious how you both work together to ensure that you are taking care of yourselves and that the other person is taking care of themselves and taking time for themselves.
2: I, it's in our business plan. It's from yeah. the day one, we talked about it. We cannot be two wellness entrepreneurs if we're not taking care of ourselves. We cannot tell other people to go and put on a face mask or disconnect or whatever it may be if we are not doing that for ourselves. Like we are our brand and our business and we must walk the walk and talk. Like we can't just talk to talk. We have to walk the walk. Um, and I think that's too calling each other out when we're run down or, you know, maybe going a little too fast. Um, I know like Sarah had mentioned it in like a group coaching call, of, like how she's doing. And I was like, Sarah, it, that's it right there. Like, You need to listen to yourself and like, you know, the answer to it. Now bring that back to soul and flow. So yeah, we just, we are a wellness business. Like we have to take care of ourselves or it's like having a child. We always Mm -hmm. say that we have a child, like you cannot take care of someone else before, like unless you're taken care of. And I know as I talk to a lot of parents, they're like, it's not always like that, but like you cannot, you can't, is it pour from an empty cup? So Mm -hmm. that's just really important to us.
3: Yeah. I think we're both like just very flexible with each other too. I think it comes back to like showing that grace for each other where like last night I like taught at the yoga studio that I teach at and we were supposed to like meet right after and I texted her and I was like, Hey, I just need like another hour. I need to like stay after and get my own like yoga practice in because I don't know when else I'm going to be able to do it this week. She's like, Cool. Call me when you're ready. Like so, we have that ability to like be flexible with each other, and like are so understanding when we do need to put our self care first over like a Facetime call for an hour talking about the business because um, that can always move and change.
2: I think too, just always not feeling pressure that if the one is working, the other one has to work. Like on Monday night, she was texting me all these things, and I just did not feel good. I was still hungover. I was just going through it go like just not having a great time. And I was like, this is great. But tonight I'm not touching my computer. And -hmm. she was like, Okay, cool. Like, let me know when this is all done. And, and it gets done. Like, I think that that grace and that flexibility, we put a lot of like trust in each other that it will get done. And so and if it doesn't, that's a conversation that we'll have. But for the most part, I think just like that space, allows things to get done when they, when they need to. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: It's like when you're on an airplane and they do the announcements that people should listen to, but nobody does. And they say
2: like, when the oxygen masks drop, you need to put yours on before you put on someone else's. Oh my God. Do you, have you seen that before? That's so scary. Like (laughs) I haven't seen it in real
3: life. Okay. I've
2: never, yeah. I don't know if like people actually, yeah, but that's, yeah, definitely.
1: (laughs) So um, yeah. And I think like out of everything, you know, the past couple of years have taught us, I think one of the biggest things that I've seen is just like people being able to give each other more grace and like being okay with boundaries. Like I feel like before if you didn't want to like go out, people were like, "Oh, you're lame." And now it's like people just get it so much more and get that people need time to take care of themselves so much more. Um and so it sounds like you're both juggling a lot of stuff, and so I'm curious, how do you make time for self-care? Like is it waking up early? Is it using your lunch hour like Sarah said? Like what is
3: what is the way that you make sure you like incorporate it into your routine? Yeah. A big thing for me, especially just like, again, working from home and having multiple things that are going on outside of work too. Um, a practice that I've been trying to like incorporate a little bit more in my life is this concept of like micro self-care. Um, so, you know, we have like, the big things where, you know, you can, you can go to a yoga class or you can go for like a 30 minute walk, but a lot of times, like I don't have time to do all of those things throughout the day when I like need those. Um, so a lot of times, like after I get off a call, I'll like walk around my apartment or like do a stretch, like a forward fold, something just to like move my body. Or if it's, you know, taking and setting like five minutes on my like insight timer meditation app and just like doing five minutes of like deep breathing meditation versus like a 30 minute meditation. Like I think just those little places throughout your day that you can incorporate your self-care. That's a practice, like I said, I've been trying to incorporate and it has been helpful to do that. Um, I also think if you're like finding that you are really busy and like you're not able to like, make it to, you know, a yoga class or have like a night just by yourself to like eat pizza and watch new girl, like whatever you need to do for your self care. And you like are craving that and really need it. Like the power of saying no is like so powerful. And even if you already have those plans on your calendar, like don't be afraid to like cancel them. I remember like, this is probably not the healthiest way to do it. But (laughs) like a couple months ago, I was just like, I, I, can't. And there were like multiple people going to event. And I was just like, I, I'm just not going to go. Like I'll send a quick message and tell them that I'm not coming, but like, I'm just not going to show up and they're still going to have a good time without me. Like, I don't need to like put all of that guilt and pressure on myself for like saying no, when I knew that like deep down my intuition was telling me like, you need to take a break. Um, So I think those places where you can. Like if your flight, fight or flight is going off and it's like red alarms buzzing inside of you, like please take that time for yourself and just like cancel
0: whatever you need.
2: Yeah, I would say so. My whole wellness philosophy is that self care doesn't revolve around my life. My life revolves around my self care. So everything I do, I go with the intention of self care, whether that is sleeping i work in the restaurant industry now if that's sleeping until 11 30 12 like that's what i need um to starting a business this is what i want to do in the longevity to take care of myself and i'm gonna do that i don't take i don't say yes to things that i don't feel like ultimately do take care of myself um so i think it's just having that intention throughout the day it's just something that's honestly so engraved in me that i don't think twice about um whether that's again, like making sure I schedule therapy or, um, you know, schedule that even like scheduling to sit down and just like making sure I have a meal, everything I do with, I do with the intention of self-care. And so not feeling guilty when my self-care doesn't look like, oh, I, you know, unplugged and put on a face mask and listen to the waves crash. Like sometimes it's just like having background noise and watching Frasier while I'm doing soul and flow stuff. I'm taking care of myself right now because I'm doing something that like I enjoy is watching Frasier and I'm getting my work done for a business that I love and that takes care of me and is good for my mental health, especially someone who has struggled with what she wants to do with her life and like all those like job like ups and downs. So yeah, it's just kind of always putting self-care first. It's, it's on the clock all the time. There isn't a time that I'm not necessarily self caring because that's not how I approach life.
1: I love that. And it really shows that it is like a mindset shift uh, more than anything to incorporate into your day. So I think those are some great tips from both of you. So we know this is a hard question, but one thing we always ask uh, our guests is if there was only one thing our listeners would take away from this episode, what would you want it to be? I guess you get two because you're two people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Sarah, you go first.
3: Oh, you're putting me on the spot so you can think some more. A
2: little
3: Because <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I wanted
2: like one of us to be like self-care and the other one to be like post-grad so that we get like, you know, so pick the one okay. that you want.
3: Okay, well, I'm just gonna go with what I was gonna say. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just gonna say, like, if you are postgrad and like, find that you're struggling in like a new season of life, like, just know that you're not alone in that. Um, I think like, again, in college, like you always have the community beside you and you like always know how all of your friends and everyone is doing. Um, but like, post-grad, it it can be kind of isolating and everybody has like a very, very different experience with it. Whether you decided to go to grad school or start a nine to five or take a break, um, even just like whatever you're doing in the workforce can look very different from like one person to another um, and how you're functioning within your personal life and also your work life. Um, So just know that like everyone is probably like going through it a little bit. And I would say like that is like the motivation behind creating Soul and Flow in a postgrad is to, like give people the space to talk about it and to know that they're like not alone in what they're going through.
2: Yeah, I would say for me, something I would love if everyone could take away is that I think we get really caught up in self-care now being a million dollar industry that we need the latest face mask and technology and all these things but it ultimately really comes down to like what sparks joy for you and like i say this to all my clients and to anyone i coach like i don't know you the way you know you like you're the only expert in you and so like what sparks joy in you what you know makes you feel the best the most cared for and go with that like that is gonna look so different for all four of us even if we all love yoga you know Sarah might love a power flow but I love a good like we want to chant and like deep stretch and like kundalini kind of yoga and so it can look really really different and just do what comes naturally and sparks joy and is best for your intuition, like what your intuition says. Um, we, It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to take, you know, all day or 12 hours or whatever. Like it really can be the simple stuff as in like, you know, watering a plant or even like taking a shower. Like any small step is self-care. It doesn't have to be like this really big show.
0: Yeah, I love that. And then how can our listeners find you and get involved with Soul & Flow?
3: We are on Instagram at Soul & Flow Wellness. Um, So we try to really connect with our community there, Uh, but we also have our website, soulandflowwellness.com. And Um, and if you go to our website, you can subscribe to our newsletter. Um, So we'll send like a monthly newsletter just for our community to know what's going on. Um, So some post-grad recaps, things that are coming up, ways to get involved with Soul & Flow. Um, And then we always end with like a little like recommendations or things that Sarah and Anais are learning um, section. So a little fun community newsletter there um, as well as just some other things coming through to keep you in the loop.
2: And that's where you can also buy your post-grad membership. Yes. On our website. Nice. And we'll have that
0: linked down below as always. Yes. So
1: now that it's kind of come to a close for this guest episode, we're going to end it off with a game of this or that. So we have five surprise questions. We're going to go rapid fire. Got response. Whatever you feel like resonates with you more. They're very high stakes. I have to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, First gosh. one is meditating or journaling. If you had to pick one. Meditating. Journaling.
0: Meditating. Oh, oh right. we got balance. yin and yang.
2: The soul <laughs> and flow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> love
0: it um the next one is would you rather only be able to use a fork or only be able to use a spoon
2: a fork a spoon (laughs) why would you pick a fork (laughs) because it's sharp so if i needed to like cut something well you could scoop yeah but you could like slurp (laughs) i don't need a spoon for slurping (laughs) <laughs> anise is like soup never heard of her no Don't gorgeous her gorgeous soup. girls like soup i love soup but i'd rather just slurp at the end of it i'm just slurping soup like, Fair like
1: enough. enter a, the Yeah. <laughs> next one is silver jewelry or gold jewelry i feel like this is a very disputed topic gold jewelry
2: all the way gold jewelry the okay right answer ladies yeah. right answer. excellent
0: excellent <laughs> you passed <laughs> Um the next one is give up social media forever or eat the same dinner for the next five years. Eat the same dinner for the next five years.
3: Social media.
0: Well, Says I also the communications. Work. I know. <laughs> I was gonna, an
2: unplugged queen though. <laughs> personally. But I also like have my own like social media brand and like things like that. So True. if I fair. didn't, I would lose a big part of my like income. So. Livelihood. Fair and enough. I just <laughs> love food. <laughs>
1: Yeah I know that's how I felt like I was like I just like literally what I look forward in the day is like eating so I feel like it'd make me sad to have to eat the same thing it'd be Um, so easy
2: for me I would love that if it was just always prepared so I just hate thinking about like what I'm going to eat next meal (laughs) prep yeah no love it
1: last one is would you rather forget your favorite books so you can reread them again for the first time or forget your favorite movies so you can rewatch them again for the first time
3: Forget my favorite books.
2: I would forget my favorite movies just because I use a lot of, like, books in like, coaching and, like, things like that. Mm
3: -hmm. I already just don't remember movies. It's, like, a very (laughs) weird block. Like, I could watch a movie one night and you could be like,
2: Sarah, what was that about? And I'm next day. See, I could not. I hate what – like, I'm so – right now I'm so over Christmas movies because I've seen them so many times. We need a new banger. We need a new elf. Mm. We need a new, like (laughs) – the Santa Claus, because I'm just so over it. Like, I haven't been able to watch it. I know the ending. I don't need to watch it again.
1: <laughs> Good to know the um, only thing you guys agree on is the color of your jewelry.
2: <laughs> Sarah and I are a lot
1: more alike than that, All the important stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. You guys are very aligned. I can just tell that your souls are connected. So I know you'll do great things. Well, quick but... fun
2: fact, Sarah and I's astrology is like yin and yang. So oh, tell I'm, us more. <laughs> I'm a, I'm an Aquarius sun, Sagittarius moon, and then Sarah is a Sagittarius sun, Aquarius moon. Ooh. So we ooh. are really like we we say All that right. we, we are different at we are the same at different times.
1: What are your risings, do you know?
2: I'm a Leo, Leo,
1: Scorpio. Oh, I see both of those. Like, <laughs> I'm really a Scorpio strongly, rising. Exactly. Oh my okay. gosh. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense to me. Um yeah. happy early or late birthday, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, no. Sag was, season.
3: <laughs> yeah, right at the end of November.
0: Oh nice. Love that, a November Sag. Yeah. I know they're rare.
2: Yeah.
3: Wow. All right.
1: Well, that concludes this episode with Anais and Sarah of Soul and Flow. So, thank you guys so much for tuning in. You know where you can find us. We are on Instagram at Two Degrees Hotter. We have an anonymous suggestion box if you want to leave us sweet notes or, you know, (laughs) feedback, but mostly sweet notes. And uh, you can leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts. So, I think that's all the housekeeping.
0: Yes. And like I said, all of Soul and flow stuff will be linked down below as well. So you can go find them. And thank you so much, Anais and Sarah, for coming on the show. Thank you, guys. We had so much fun. Yeah.
1: I love thank this. you. Awesome. Have a great rest of your week, hotties. Yes.
0: Bye, guys.